0: So often our unconscious fears are what fuel our nightmares hiding under our surfaces. They're the parts of our psyche or our being that are trying to be revealed. And when our shadow chases us, if we run from it, we just give it more power. It just keeps pursuing. But if we are able to turn and find the resources and the circumstances and the boundaries to safely face it, then we can learn what is underneath the fear. Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and Community for Energy Medicine and Dreamwork. This is the final episode in the Soul Care series where I've been sharing ways to tend to your body, mind, and soul elementally. Throughout this series, we've been touching on the positive and negative pole aspects of each of the five elements, which correlate to the five main physical chakras in the body. Beginning with the ether element, we explored the positive and negative poles of grief and bliss. Then we went into the air element, which expresses through envy, anxiety, and unconditional love. The fire element, expressing through anger, rage, and the ability to take empowered, embodied action. And then in the water element, we explored unhealthy attachments and the ability to go with the flow so that we can discern healthy boundaries. Finally, We're here, landing in the earth element, whose positive and negative poles include fear and courage in polarity therapy. In this episode, I will be exploring this continuum, the energetics of fear and how we can cultivate more courage to face it, and how to access more resource and balance through connecting with our earth element. I'm going to be talking about how this plays out in our dream time through nightmares how the earth element often holds the key to releasing either acute or chronic physical issues as well as trauma that gets stored in our body. And I'll be sharing a visualization for tuning into and balancing your root chakra, the earth element. But before we dive into all of that, I'm going to open this episode with a poem that I wrote some years ago called when the hunted becomes the hunter. Fear is a funny thing. It is never what it seems to be, sneaky and illusory. In dreams, that which we fear often pursues us. And every time we run, there is that heavy feeling of no escape. Yet, so often in dreams, just like in life, our fear is our own power stalking us. I have never faced a fear that I regretted turning towards. Not once have I wished I had cowered instead, because our fears are our greatest informants, just like our pain which alerts us to pay attention and tend. So what if our greatest fear stopped being, that our fear would devour us? and rather than feeding it or letting it feed on us, we fed on our fear instead. Oh, the power that could come from ceasing to flee, from releasing control so completely. When we no longer agree to be the hunted, we become the hunter of the thing that hunts us. And by harnessing the courage to dive in to the dark waters that threaten, we remember that they are always our own depths, ever revealing the mystery that is us. The earth element resides in our root chakra at the base of the perineal floor as the slowest, densest frequency of all of our chakras. It is the place of the unconscious, subconscious our primal instincts and our gut responses because it takes the longest time for energy to arrive at the frequency of the earth element it often holds the key to our oldest most chronic issues or the things that we came here with inherited from our ancestry and it's often the place where our acute trauma goes either to be processed or to be stored if we don't have the capacity to discharge that energy of an event in the moment. So as a body-based energy worker, I've had over 20 years of experience getting to work with different bodies and different people in this capacity. So I've noticed a correlation time and again between trauma and the earth element. Because energetic residue that arises from traumatic events often gets lodged or stored in our root chakra, which may affect our physical body in our posture, our pain levels, or it could show up as various forms of acute or chronic dis-ease in the body. This is usually deeper than our conscious mind can access, so we don't have a way to process it on the conscious level. That's why oftentimes trauma work really needs to address the body in the soma, in our nervous system, in our connective tissue in our viscera it's stored deeply in our bones we can't just think our way out of these things it hides and lays dormant in our body mind matrix and then it comes out in unexpected moments triggered by physical memory or it seeps out in our dreams causing nightmares so how do we address this through the earth element i want to explore that in this episode because there are several ways to approach this topic of fear. Trauma is different than fear, but oftentimes it is triggered by fear. So whether that's fear of something that is actually happening to us or that we are anticipating could happen to us, it starts with fear. And if we have a physical reaction to that, it could become a trauma response. And the earth element is very much in relationship with that fight or flight response, that primal instinctive way that we respond to fear. And that's why I relate it to trauma. So you could say that most of our disorders or dis-ease comes from energy that is stuck or blocked or not processing through our system and being integrated in a healthy way that is life-giving. It starts to drain our vitality if energy gets stuck, slowed down along the way and is not able to be processed. So processing energy is how we restore vitality. Unwinding those stuck places where trauma has been stored on a physical, emotional, energetic level is how we restore vitality. And learning how to cultivate courage is necessary for that kind of work. And that's the work of the earth element. The earth element can help us learn about facing our fears by calling on the resources we need in order to create a safe container. The fire is really what steps in to protect our boundaries. And the water is really that negotiation of the boundaries But the earth is the boundary itself. It's the holder of the actual boundary. It's the container. When we are able to listen to our root chakra and honor what our needs are for healthy boundaries, then we can process the energy of our lives more readily. In polarity therapy, the earth element takes up residence in our body through our neck, our knees, and our bowels. Those are the three areas that the earth element shows up in polarity sessions. In our bowels, our intestines, it has to do with how we have digested and are in the process of eliminating those things that we've experienced in life, not just in food, but all of our experiences have to be digested processed and then the residue that is no longer serving us has to be eliminated so that is in the sign of virgo in the bowels and then the sign of capricorn is in the knees and to me that's a lot about how we pivot in life so oftentimes when things show up in that part of the body i get curious about how is this person able to walk through their life to meet the obstacles, to change course as needed. So the earth is very much that place of physical, dense energy, old, long-standing, chronic. It's the place where we negotiate what we have not yet come to awareness of and what we are complete with and ready to let go. It's the place of completion. (music) a lot of our fears that dwell in the earth element in the subconscious are what Carl Jung would describe of as our shadow. And Togopa Turner, a dream worker and author, writes about something called shadow eating, which I absolutely love. She says, eating your shadow in dream work is the slow practice of meeting those dark figures within and growing one's bravery to face them. Learning to live with our failings, shortcomings, anger, and grief. But shadow eating is also a source of great potency. As we break from traditional morality, we learn the true value and meaning things have for us. And in learning to love the entirety of ourselves, we come into contact with a far vaster compassion for others. The shadow is really everything that we have not yet faced within us. And I love dreams for this because every aspect of the dream can be interpreted as a version of ourselves. When we take full responsibility for the ways that we are every character in our dream, both in a waking dream of our lives as well as when we are asleep, even in our worst nightmares, if we can see these nightmarish aspects, these things that we are most afraid of as aspects of ourselves, then we can begin to meet them, to face them, to become curious and to create a dialogue with them. And this needs to be done safely or it can be counterproductive. (laughs) It's important to find the tools that work for you and create the scenarios that allow you to feel safe enough to face these things so it's not so dangerous and this is true for our dream life again as it is for our waking life but we have to do that work safely sometimes we try to face things in our dream and and they just gobble us up and we wake up in terror right But I think creating a safe space to work the dream is really essential and that's about setting healthy boundaries. It's about tending the container and the earth is so good at that. The earth is the ultimate resource. If we put seeds in the ground and we water those seeds then we can grow everything that we need to be nourished. The earth provides and In return, it just asks for the detritus that we no longer need. It asks for our shit that we're ready to let go of. And the earth transmutes that into something that's vital and nourishing. So that is the energetic quality of the earth that we can tap into as a resource. That rich, fertile, receptive transmuting powerful place that holds us that gives us foundation to stand on and if we can connect with the earth and ground ourselves we can find the resources we need to face anything and earthing can look a lot of different ways it can look like creating a symbolic ritual with the earth where you are just sitting on the ground or laying on the ground or walking barefoot in the dirt or the grass. You can sit beneath a tree and visualize its roots. You can do something that is kinesthetic with your hands, such as repotting a plant, working in a garden, weeding, or playing with clay, sculpting, is also a really, really earthing activity you could engage in digging sometimes for me it's just digging (laughs) even if i don't have a, a purpose if i can dig and i get lost in that physical labor and the smell of the earth and the feel of it and it moves energy on a fundamental base level it moves the energy there so maybe you need more earth in a yin way you need to just lay on the ground Maybe you need to lay on your belly and put your nose directly in the grass or in the soil and remember your connection on a base level as a creature more than a human, as an animal in a primal way that is not separate from the earth but connected. My favorite way to connect with the earth is through visualizing roots coming out of my feet. And I invite you, wherever you are in this very moment, to engage your imagination and visualize this, that your feet don't end at the bottom of your body, but extend beyond your physical body through the form of roots, just like any plant or any tree, Imagining and visualizing that you have roots that grow out the bottoms of your feet and into and through the ground. Wherever you are, visualizing that burrowing action of your roots. Diving deep below the soil and the bedrock. Journeying down through all the layers of water through the electrically charged core of the planet to plug in, like plugging into an outlet and that there is in the heart of the earth an actual outlet you can plug your roots into. And that literally is grounding, connecting with the electromagnetic energy of the earth itself and allowing that to ground your energy to help you release then anything you don't need. Thinking about the eliminative functions of the earth element. And thinking about what in your life you're ready to let go of, what in your energy is too dense to really be of service to you anymore, is ready to just drop down and out through the bottoms of your feet through your roots and down into the earth to be transmuted, letting it all go. This does not have to be a long, slow, hypnotic process. You can do this any time of day, anywhere you are. Just turning on that idea that you can dump and release anything that isn't serving you or anything that isn't yours to carry, anything that's old and letting it go with gratitude. Honoring that the earth really enjoys that symbiotic relationship, that it's reciprocal and that the earth wants to transmute that. It needs it to create healthy soil, to create the fertile environment that holds us, that carries us through our lives. That grows us. So, how do we cultivate courage with the help of our earth element or within our earth? How do we cultivate courage to face our fears? And I want to just speak to this in the metaphor of a nightmare. One of my favorite dream work teachers, Robert Moss, says that all nightmares are just unfinished dreams. And I really love this saying because what he's inviting is this idea that if we were to face whatever was scaring us in the dream, we would no longer be afraid. And it would no longer be a nightmare. It would become just another dream that we were able to learn and grow from. Whenever I have a nightmare, I get excited, usually. Even if I'm terrified in the moment, I know that there's potency there for me to gather. I know that I have the tools and the resources to meet that scary thing in my dream. And once I do, I know that I will be empowered because it's happened over and over and over again in my life. Sometimes I don't have the consciousness to meet the scary thing in the dream. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't because it's coming from an unconscious place. The fears are not something that I've been able to work through on a conscious level. That's usually how it works. So if it's coming up in the dream and I am able to meet it, then I feel really exuberant about that. Like, wow, I just met something in the unconscious realm by becoming conscious and knowing that I could meet it. (laughs) But that doesn't always happen. And so oftentimes when we have nightmares, we don't want to think about them, talk about them, remember them. We want to bury them immediately because they rose up from a buried place within us. But if we can remember, either within our sleep or when we wake up, what Carl Jung says about making the darkness conscious within us is how we become enlightened. That is the way to learn and grow within ourselves is by meeting those things that are in the darkness. So often our unconscious fears are what fuel our nightmares hiding under our surfaces They're the parts of our psyche or our being that are trying to be revealed. And when our shadow chases us, if we run from it, we just give it more power. It just keeps pursuing. But if we are able to turn and find the resources and the circumstances and the boundaries to safely face it, then we can learn what is underneath the fear. What is it we need to embrace or let go of or transmute? These are places in ourselves that we have often rejected or turned away from, not wanted to relate to or been too afraid to relate to. And if we turn away enough, we will forget that those are parts of us at all. And we will see them as so other and so alien that we will feel victimized by them and we can create patterns in our waking life like this. But we can face those issues in our lives by creating safe space. So I'm gonna share how I would do this in a dream. One of my favorite tools for working with nightmares is to go back into the dream from a conscious state, which is called dream re-entry. And I don't just waltz back into the terrifying dream. I will first ground myself I will feel my root chakra. I will ground into the earth. And then I will call on my guides and allies. I will call on my helpful ancestors to support me. Whomever in the spirit realm or the above and beyond your awareness is working on your behalf, call them. Ask for support. And to me, this is the equivalent in waking life of... Asking a friend to help you face the scary thing or seeking mediation or calling up a counselor or finding some resource, some ally that can support you. So it's an intelligent thing, right, to not just go waltzing in alone. We want to create safe space. Consciously ask for support. I will do this process when I want to reenter a scary dream or work with a scary dream in any way, whether that's through art or through journaling or through conscious dream reentry, is I will ground, I will ask for support, and then I will have a dialogue and I will create whatever boundaries, whatever conditions I need for that dialogue to feel safe. And that means that I might not talk directly to the scary bad guy in the dream. I might actually put them on a movie screen. I can view the dream as though it is on a movie screen. And I have the remote in my hand and I can hit pause or rewind or fast forward anytime I want. So that's one way that I use to re-enter a terrifying nightmare. And you want to create a safe scenario where your guides can support you where you have whatever kind of distance and boundaries work well for you to feel confident that you have some control. And from here, you just need to really be curious and be willing to listen, be willing to watch in your imagination, be willing to paint or draw what actually is coming through you without judgment, and to explore then what is the meaning of this dream, of this nightmare. What is the message? And I always want to assume that there is something here that I don't know yet. And so I get really curious. And the more you practice this with your dreams, the more empowered you feel and the more likely you are to remember within the dream that you have this power to actually turn and face the scary thing in the dream. And that's really exciting when that happens. And what's really cool is the more you can practice this in your dream world, the more you can do this in your waking life and vice versa. Learn how to create the boundaries, to find the support you need, to create enough room and safety for curiosity and non-judgment, to learn how to see the other as an aspect of yourself, to learn how to then integrate that information to assimilate and process what this experience is here to teach you and to let go of and eliminate whatever remains that is no longer of service to your growth and healing and to your evolutionary process This idea that the earth element or our root chakra is really that place of foundation of the unconscious, that it's the place of our shadow where our fears reside. Sometimes our traumas can hide. And if we can cultivate the courage to face these fears, then really we can find that that leads us to a deeper knowing of ourselves a deeper understanding and level of compassion that we can take out into the world. When we regularly exercise the muscle of facing our fears in a safe and healthy way, that we become fundamentally stronger and less individualistic in the sense that we can really know the interconnection of all things. We can see ourselves mirrored back in everyone around us. We can take full responsibility for the scary dreams and the scary life circumstances that we participate in creating so that we can learn and grow. And the more that we practice overcoming those fears, the more empowered we feel in our lives. The more strong we are in our root chakra. This morning in my yoga practice, I was practicing an Ashtanga move where you are basically in a squat and your knees go up on your elbows <laughs> and you jump back into a chaturanga or a push up like position. And I was struggling a little bit in the moment with getting my knees up on my elbows, and my legs, my feet were a little too wide, but I didn't know that because I felt safer with a wider squat stance. I was afraid of falling on my face. But what my teacher said, and this struck me in the moment my teacher said that I needed to bring my feet in a little bit, make them narrower. And I needed to lean my face forward, even though that seemed totally counterintuitive, like I was just going to fall on my nose. But I did what she said, and suddenly this nearly impossible move became easy. It was almost easy. It took strength, but it wasn't nearly as impossible feeling. And she said to me, oftentimes we instinctively create a wider stance or we don't lean into the move because it's scary to do that. But if we can remember that, that that's not necessarily ergonomically correct, right? That physiologically speaking, it's better to narrow the feet and lean into that thing then we we have more access to our core and to our power we have more leverage to leap into action and this felt like the perfect metaphor to me for the earth element because sometimes we think that taking a wider stance will help or keeping a distance from the thing that's scaring us will help sometimes we think that but what that does is it disempowers us actually And so sometimes we have to lean into the thing that's scary. We have to take that leap of faith. And that really is that place of courage. They say that courage isn't the absence of fear, right? It's just facing the fear anyway. And so I wanted to end with this idea that when we can lean in a little bit, And be willing sometimes to fall on our face a little bit, to find that edge. That's the practice. And I think this is how ultimately we become courageous, is just through trial and error, falling on our ass a little bit, falling on our face sometimes, but learning how to take healthy risks. And that doesn't always look like what you think it'll look like. And so that's good to know. If we can figure out how to do this in our bodies, in our dreams, and in our lives, then we can truly stand in our own power, rooted and strong. We can allow the energy that's moving through our lives to find resolution and to find completion. And that is really what the earth is all about. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. Please check out the show notes for links to my book, The Soul Care Workbook. You can learn more about me and my classes and resources and polarity therapy at elevationhive.com and if this episode was helpful for you and you happen to have a friend that you think it might resonate with i would invite you to share it and also if you would like to leave a review on apple podcasts or anywhere you're listening that would mean so much to me i appreciate you listening i appreciate your energy it is such an honor to be in sacred community with you thank you we're all alone. We're all one. We're. All-